Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to thank Richie V for filling in Friday. I've been gone two Fridays, and no, I'm not taking long vacations. I've been doing a lot of work on those Fridays. Not personal work, but work for this program and work for the TV shows. And at the appropriate time, I'll let you know. So just so you understand, no, I'm not, I'm not on vacation. And uh, the, the past two Fridays. Matter of fact, I'm exhausted from the past two Fridays. But that's neither here nor there. Welcome back. A couple of observations. Here we are on the eve of the beginning of the Republican National Convention. First of all, Joe Biden. Joe Biden really intends to win this election by pretending he's following the advice of scientists by not campaigning among the people. The president has shown you how you campaign among the people. You don't have to be in crowds of thousands and thousands at a rally. But you can go to airports. You can go to other public facilities. You can go with a small group and then have at a distance an audience. Joe Biden refuses to do that for two reasons. Number one, he really is incapable of campaigning. And so they don't want him to blow up with a a sentence here or there. The other is he can't get a large number of people on a tarmac 50 feet away. He can't generate that kind of interest. And the media are going to let him get away with this. The question is whether the American people are smart enough to understand that this man is not only incapable of being president, he's not capable of campaigning. So he talks about the science. He has his one line down, well, the science, you know, we can't have people congregating. I was on four airplanes this weekend, two hotels, multiple places, 
following the so-called CDC guidelines with a mask and distancing. And so this is really truly appalling. The idea that Joe Biden can't actually campaign. It's absurd. He can and he won't. Now, that's problem number one. Problem number two is he will not stand for challenges and questioning about his massively radical 110-page agenda, his manifesto. I'm the only one so far on TV and radio who's gone through this in great detail. Before you destroy every sector of our economy, every sector of our culture, before you destroy the United States as the number one superpower on the face of the earth, destroy our schools and our family, You need to be questioned about these things. And he refuses to be questioned about these things, ladies and gentlemen. That's absolutely unconscionable. Absolutely unconscionable. So he will not allow himself to be questioned by serious reporters and, quite frankly, by the public. And so they've got all kinds of rope-a-dope at many levels going on here. Number one... They have told the Bernie Sanders crowd, we're with you, we're going to implement all this. But they're telling the housewives or the the college-educated women in the suburbs, you have nothing to fear from moderate Joe. And then they're telling the rest of the country, there's nothing wrong with Joe, he's just following the science, the coronavirus, you know. This is the greatest fraudulent campaign in American history. The candidate, Biden, is a fraud. The agenda is anti-American, anti-family, anti-faith, anti-capitalism, anti-middle class. But they don't want to be challenged on it. That document was put out there for the hard left, which is exactly why I seized it and spent my time on Hannity last week explaining to you what's in it. So this is truly shocking that a man who's embraced an agenda... That will destroy your lifestyle as you know it. Will destroy your country as you know it. Make God knows how many people impoverished. Destroy God knows how many businesses and jobs. Will not present himself to the American people. And he has used the virus as an excuse. As an absolute excuse. But we're going to keep pounding away on this. He's not following the science. The science doesn't say presidential candidates should hang out in their basement until the coast is clear. And I want to ask you this. Does this guy look like and sound like somebody who should be in the Oval Office? Is he going to meet with people in the Oval Office? Is he going to talk to the American people? What's he going to do in the Oval Office? World leaders see what we see. World leaders see what you see. They see a feeble, weak, early Alzheimer's, in my belief, or dementia individual. That's what they see. They see he's under control by the hard left of the Democrat Party. But every now and then they show us a little bit of ankle. Little Dick Durbin of Illinois, like a schmucky Schumer of New York, have revealed that they have every intention of eliminating the filibuster rule. The filibuster rule is as old as the United States Senate. The purpose in our Constitution of having a United States Senate, the reason for the great compromise, a bicameral Congress, was you have one body directly elected by the people and another body elected or chosen by the state legislatures. 
and slowing down processes in that body because we're a republic. We're not a pure democracy. We're not a mobocracy. So 100 years ago, almost to the year, 100 years ago, the progressives of both parties destroyed the Senate in a first step by eliminating the legislature's role, the state legislature's role in, in appointing senators. So now they're directly elected. And you've got to ask yourself, well, then why do we need a Senate? Now, if they get rid of the filibuster rule, we really don't need a Senate because now we have a bicameral parliament, not a bicameral Congress. It's a parliament. And after all these decades and hundreds of years, why do they want to do this? Because they figure all they need then is two years. If they get the presidency... The Senate and the House, all they will need is two years. All they will need is 51 votes in the Senate, a one-vote majority in the House, and the President of the United States, and they will ram through every single thing they want. Having destroyed the whole notion of a constitutional republic, of checks and balances, of a Senate as a delivered body, they will do whatever they want to do. And let me tell you, there will be no stopping them. This is why they don't want to discuss this. This is why they don't want to discuss the agenda. This is why their entire convention was a joke, just anti-Trump and pablum and platitudes about how they're the light and we're the dark. We're the dark and they're the light? We're the good, they're the evil. That's the bottom line. If they're light, there is no light. And so we cannot allow Joe Biden to get away with this. He needs to get in a jet, travel around the country. He doesn't have to be near a whole bunch of people. He can wear his mask. He can wear a raincoat if he wants. He can wear a, uh, one of those Russian winter hats. He can wear you know, uh, uh, swimming fins on his feet. He can come out, whatever he wants. But there's absolutely no reason for him to stay in Delaware. And by the way, now he's in Rehoboth Beach. Man of the people. He's got a multi-million dollar estate. In the Wilmington area, not in Wilmington, the Wilmington area of Delaware, and he's got a multi-million dollar estate at the ocean in Rehoboth Beach. Yes, Delaware has a little, little beach. So he travels from one home to another, while the President of the United States is hitting four or five places in the same day. Four or five places in the same day. Please, tell me which scientist... Or medical expert in the federal bureaucracy. And I don't have much respect for many of them, including Fauci. But tell me which one of them, which one of them has stated that Joe Biden can only campaign this way? Which one has said that? Not one. That would be nuts. And then the third point related to this. I told you. I was at hotels. You have bellmen. You have people working the front desk. You have the cleaning staff. You have people driving Ubers and taxis. You have the, uh, the wait staff in the restaurants, the management in the restaurants. You have all these things going. That's just, that's just a hotel. Where do you buy food? Do you wonder how that food gets into that store? It gets packaged? The people, the cashiers... And all the rest of it, you go to a bank, mostly you can't go in, you do the drive through but they're all working, everybody. In other words, when we have 10% unemployment, that means we have 90% employment. 
I'm not saying 10% is small. It's not. But we have 90% employment. That means those who are able to work and are not on the dole, are not on unemployment, or not whatever the situation is, that of that percentage, 90% are working. Doing hard jobs, grunt jobs, getting, getting dirt under their fingernails. Our assembly lines are still working. Car manufacturers, steel plants, aluminum plants, automobile assembly lines. How do you think we got ventilators? By everybody hanging out in the basement? How do you think we got more PPEs? Everybody hanging out in the basement? How do you think we get prescription drugs? How do you think we get anything that we have? Doctors, nurses, police, fire, they're all out there. They're all working. They're doing the best they can under difficult circumstances. But the man who wants to be president of the United States, Joe Biden, can't even get on a a private jet, fly from airport to airport and give a speech and take questions? That's not a health issue, ladies and gentlemen. That has nothing to do with the virus. It's that the Democrat Party nominated the wrong guy. And they're doing everything they can to hide behind the virus and to protect him and to protect their party. Because they know that if they win this election, Joe Biden's irrelevant. He's an irrelevancy. That they're off to the races. And they not only want to turn this country into another democratic, socialist, European-type country, quote-unquote, they're going to make you poorer. They're going to destroy opportunities. It's going to be less safe out there. They are going to burn this country down figuratively and literally from the inside out. That's what's in that 110-page manifesto. And that's why Biden doesn't want to be questioned about it, and that's why the media are protecting him. I'll be right back. in. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in. Whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. You know, there were two stories today, and yesterday really, that that are so repulsive. Just so repulsive that I'm going to mention them to you. Probably the most repulsive is the exploitation of a 15-year-old teenager, George and Kellyanne Conway's teenage girl. 
who publicly is trashing and smearing her mother, saying some truly awful and vile things about her mother. And teenagers are capable of such things. Frankly, as they go through puberty, we're all aware of this. But what's outrageous about this is that a British tabloid in the Drudge Report would exploit it. A 15-year-old teenager, they would exploit it. With blaring headlines and red print to try and humiliate Kellyanne Conway, humiliate her husband. I have no, no respect for him. He is, he is a destructive, awful human being. To treat his wife the way he does publicly. And it's had an effect on the kids, obviously. But for Drudge, who hides out in secret because he doesn't want anybody to know about him or his background or where he lives or anything else, to do that to another family is grotesque. And for me, that's it. Whatever credibility he had, he has none now. Because that is just... Appalling. And what's even worse is how conservative media and radio and TV sit on their asses and don't take him on. I've been telling you about him for months and months. Everything that's at stake. He's become a propagandist for the left. Why? I don't know and I don't much care. But all that said, this is really the lowest of the low. The lowest of the low. Then the Washington Post, I have it here, multi-page or multi-column story really, on this niece of the president's, Mary, who's already made a lot of money off a book. She's very angry that she didn't get a cut in her grandfather's estate that she believes she deserved. And she writes this book that Simon & Schuster, my pathetic publisher, uses to exploit Again, to take out, if they can, Trump. And then she tapes her aunt, the president's older sister, who's a federal judge in part because of Donald Trump, who attacks her brother, the president. So you have one person taping another within the family, and the Washington Post finds this is a big story. That's a headline on Drudge. Then I hear my... My colleague Howard Kurtz say, well, it's not much different than, you know, the blue dress. Of course it's different. These are two family members. It has nothing to do with misbehavior in the Oval Office. So if you thought it couldn't get any lower, it is low. And these people truly are low lives. I'll be right back. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in. Whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. 
And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Mail-in voting. I hope you were able to watch Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday. We took on two hugely important issues. Mail-in voting, where I laid it out every way possible, how this is a disaster. And hydroxychloroquine. And I am prepared right now to debate even Dr. Fauci on these studies. Which I have now reviewed and I have reviewed with experts on hydroxychloroquine. I am prepared to debate anybody in the media who hasn't even looked at a single one. Or any expert. As a matter of fact. It's not because I'm so smart. It's because I have now informed myself... And I'm able to discuss it at great length. We had Dr. Harvey Risch on the program, on Life, Liberty, and Levin. He's one of the top epidemiologists in the world. He's a PhD and a medical doctor and a professor at Yale. See, Kook too? Dr. Fauci has never spoken to him, has never asked to speak to him, neither is the head of the FDA. And at the end of the program on on Fox, on Life, Liberty, and Levin, he said something that was shocking. That there were over-the-counter drugs, a mixture of over-the-counter drugs, which seemed to be working in addressing the HIV-positive virus. And many of the the gay activist communities went to the FDA, as, as well as uh, medical doctors and so forth, and said, can you, can you give us emergency approval to use it for these purposes? And it was Fauci who said no. Because we hadn't gone through the bureaucratic processes and this, that, and the other. Now understand something. These are drugs that have already been approved to, for, by the FDA for other purposes. So they're not dangerous per se. They're not dangerous per se. But they said no. And Dr. Risch said that when you look at that and you look at what's going on with the hydroxychloroquine now, same guy, Fauci, tens of thousands of people have died because they haven't had easy access to these medicines that are already approved for other purposes. Tens of thousands of people. And yet now, if you talk about hydroxychloroquine, you're banned from Twitter or Facebook. Uh, you're condemned. There must be something wrong with you. I even see guys on these business channels, you know, Trump, you know, he, he wasn't very good because he kept promoting hydroxychloroquine. and so They don't know a damn thing. They haven't read anything. They haven't talked to anybody. It's repetition. It's groupthink. 
That's all it is. And part of the problem is, to be perfectly honest with you, it's so cheap. It's so cheap. These other drugs, it's $3,200 a treatment, and it, it works 30% of the time on 30% of the people, and not, to the, not 100% of cure, like, on and on and on. It's really quite appalling. You know, you look at government bureaucrats and other parts of the federal government. Well, we have government bureaucrats at NIH, at HHS, at the Infectious Disease Office. These people have been hanging around a long time. If you're going to be in the federal government for 52 years at the top of the ladder like Fauci's been, first and foremost, you're a damn good bureaucrat. But he's being challenged by experts who may know more than he does. And he doesn't even consult with them. We're in the middle of a pandemic. But we know the real reason the media, the media have politicized this and opposed it. It's because it involves Donald Trump. And they want to keep pointing to those numbers. I've said it before. I'm not ashamed of it. They keep pointing to those numbers. Look at the deaths. Look at the deaths. Look at the death. Not the death rate. They don't want you to look at that. Not the mortality rate. No, 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 no. Because those numbers are actually, as a fraction, pretty good compared to other countries. But it's the president. It's Dr. Rich. It's these other doctors. It's me. It's other people who are trying to save lives. And for the media, it's a game. It's a, it's a anything to defeat Trump because they want power. The Democrats want power. When the Democrats have power, the media are happy because they're one and the same. Mellon voting. Nancy Pelosi is mentally unstable. She's a very, very sick old woman. And she's the one who's been pushing the mail-in voting. She's pushing mail-in voting, not because it'll help the country, not because we'll get a good vote. Nancy Pelosi only does that which empowers and enriches her and her family and her party. And so she wanted to nationalize mail-in voting, even if states aren't prepared. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you saw the first end of the program. States are not prepared. The evidence is overwhelming. And yet they're pushing it for the reasons I've stated over and over. It's got to be two months now. Which is, they'll, they'll declare victory either way. If Trump is leading, they're going to demand votes. Through litigation. They're going to demand, you know, it's like the hanging chads and the dimples. and But it'll be a thousand times worse. It'll be in scores of states... Hundreds and hundreds of counties, hundreds and hundreds of local judges deciding what to vote, what not to vote, what counts, what doesn't count. A disaster. And they'll blame it on Trump and the post office, even though it has nothing to do with Trump and the post office. We already know what the post office's problems are. And no amount of money is going to fix it. No amount of money is going to fix it. And they have all their sabotage and conspiracy theories out there. Again, I covered this at some length. So this is what they're about. So here we have Nancy Pelosi on MSNBC today. I want to talk to the experts on the mail-in vote. I want to talk so-called experts, right? I want to talk to the so-called experts on hydroxychloroquine. They don't want to talk to me. They'd have access to... Ten times more people than they usually do on TV. People don't understand this. 
At this point, we have 12 to 14 million people in this audience. On the best night of cable TV, when the president's not on, when the president's not on, maybe they have 4 million. This program is bigger than any cable news program on any cable news channel. I should say new. Yeah, that's true. We just reach more people. That's the nature of radio. And I'm prepared to debate these people. They're not prepared to debate me. Nancy Pelosi on MSLSD today. Cut seven. Go. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies. Foreign now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you idiot. And you are every bit the word of an idiot. I thought the Constitution was drafted, adopted, and ratified, at least in significant part, by slave owners. Right, Mr. Producer? So why is she citing the Constitution? She doesn't believe in the Constitution unless it empowers her. She doesn't believe in the Constitution at all. I'm sick and tired of these radical left-wing kooks citing the Constitution when they want to and then trashing the Constitution when they want to. That entire Biden-Sanders manifesto violates your Constitution. In no way did the framers ever imagine a government of the sort that they wish to impose on us. So we don't need lectures about the Constitution from this mentally sick old woman. That's right. I said it. Go ahead. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress of the United States. But again, let's just get out there uh, and mobilize, organize, uh, and not uh, let the president deter anybody uh, from voting. And again... Support the postal system, which is election election central. They're doing everything they can. Suppress the vote uh, uh, with your actions. Scare people, intimidate by saying law enforcement will be there. Diminish the role of the of the postal system in all of this. It's really actually shameful. Enemies of the state. Enemies Enemies of the state. And she knows that the... The media in this country will, will take every slobber that comes out of her mouth and give it a headline. They will. If the post office has been this bad, why hasn't Nancy Pelosi done anything about it earlier? Every single union backs Democrats, never Republicans, associated with the post office. I believe there's seven unions. Why hasn't she helped fix it? Why only now? Why didn't she help fix it when... Obama and Biden removed 14,000 mailboxes from the streets and did all sorts of other things. Because she's a liar. She's a pathological liar. She's a very unstable, vicious, obsessed, power-hungry old woman. Now, all of my enemies regurgitate that over and over again. I'll be right back. in. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom 
and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. I got a lot to say today, kids. I hope you'll stick with me all three hours. I see that the United States is contemplating selling F-35s to the UAE. Did you see that, Mr. Producer? When this thirst came out, I never heard about this. I, of course, was lauding the deal. I didn't hear about this till the other day. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have spent tens of billions of dollars developing this fighter jet. It's literally invisible in the skies. We're sharing it with very few countries. Countries that have been allies of ours for decades and decades. One of the countries that we agreed to sell it to is Israel. Why? Because during the Obama administration, in order to push through the Iran deal, uh, they agreed in part to sell the F-35s to Israel. Now I'm reading that the Secretary of State and others are running all around the Middle East uh, trying to persuade Israel that it's no big deal, we'll sell F-35s to the UAE. Does anybody know where the UAE is on a map? Of course you don't. Does anybody know who runs the UAE? No, they've been a long-time American ally. Well, they've been an ally, but it's not the same thing. That's number one. Number two, we have no idea if the UAA can keep this technology secret. We know that China is damn good at stealing stuff. We know that Russia is damn good at stealing stuff. And they will steal it if they can get it. So this isn't a bargaining chip, the F-35s. Okay, we'll get a few more small, tiny, almost irrelevant Arab countries. on. I mean, it's, it's a great peace thing. I got that. But this kind of undermines my whole thought process on this. It really does. So count me as strongly opposed to F-35s being sold to UAE or anybody else over there that's not a longtime ally. Period. I don't get it. And you know, in order to get, I'm sure, Israel to go along with this deal as opposed to sovereignty. Remember the sovereignty deal? Um, I doubt they would have said, oh, and by the way, we're giving the UAE F-35s. F-35s. So, 
you know, this technology has to be kept secret. This technology has to be protected. It's not that, oh, in 10 years we'll have new technology. In 10 years, the whole world can change. Look, in five months, our country's changed from within. So I don't get this. Because if that was the price, the price was too high. In my personal opinion. Tell you what's amazing. So I've been analyzing and reanalyzing with you this whole mail-in voting issue. Been going through the state issues, the the ballot problems we've had. There's there's enormous record here. Where they say, can you prove it? How can you not prove it? It's it's all over the place. And this is typical. We laugh about it here, Mister uh, Producer, Mister Call Screener. So I have a guest on Sunday, Hans von Spakovsky, who I've known literally for decades. He was a commissioner of the Federal Election Commission for a couple of years, and for several years he was also in the uh, Federal Voting Fraud Unit at the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice. He's a serious person, and now he's with the, the Great Heritage Foundation. So I had him as a guest. And we spent half the show going over this. From soup to nuts. The president's been raising this too, but we really put some meat on this. And the president is 100% right about this. And it could lead to a serious constitutional crisis. So Hans is now a guest on the news shows on my favorite cable channel, Mr. Producer. Now, I don't mind that. But why not play a clip from my show? Where we covered it more comprehensively than anybody else. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811. Okay. Let's try something. Of all kinds of individuals who listen to this program, you'd be shocked to know this. If you are going to vote for, or if you think you're going to vote for Biden-Harris, I will give you an opportunity to call the program and convince members of this audience that they should agree with you. So, we have opened all but one line. How many lines do we have? Five or six? I don't even remember. So there's five lines open right now. Five. If you are planning on voting for Biden-Harris, please tell us why. Please persuade us. 877-381-3811. There, I even remembered the number after how many years? 15, 20, whatever. 877-381-3811. We've pretty much cleared the deck for you to call. Maybe we won't get any callers. Maybe people just have no explanation for their desire to vote. And so uh, I'm not 
trolling for calls. What I'm saying is if you if you have a reason or reasons why we should all be voting for Biden and Harris as opposed to Trump-Pence, then we want to know what it is. Now, by the way, Biden said today that, uh, of course, they're only going to raise taxes on people who earn over $400,000 a year. First of all, I don't know what that means. Let me give you a perfect example. If you're a sole proprietor, that is, you have a very small community business, maybe a retail shop, maybe you're a mechanic, something like that. You're a handyman, and you make $400,000 a year. And you have to pay overhead, and you have to pay employees, and you have to pay local and state taxes and all the rest. But your gross income, the gross money coming in is $400,000 a year. Are your taxes going to be raised? The answer is yes. So you may not even be netting that, but who knows? Who knows? He doesn't explain what he means exactly. Let's say you make $400,000 a year and you're expanding, particularly during a difficult economic time. And you're going to be able to expand your your little shop or your little business, your internet or whatever it is. But now you can't because you just got whacked with a massive tax increase. Well, who's affected by that? We act like all this is done in some some kind of a, a test tube. It's not. If somebody wants to grow their business and reinvest it in capital and and research and so on, they're not going to be able to because the government's going to take it from them. And do what with it? Let's say, let's give you a radical example. Let's say that next year, or this year, for next year, it's taxes, you make a billion dollars, whatever that means. You make a billion dollars but you employ tens of thousands of people. And you're going to get whacked. Your corporate income taxes are going to go up a third. Well, then what are you not going to do, Mr. Producer? You're going to cut your staff, maybe by a lot. You're not going to invest in research and development, and you're not going to expand your plant. Capital expenses. You're just not going to do it. So who does that affect? It affects all of you. I'll give you another example. They want to get rid of fossil fuels, they say, right? Can you imagine through taxation and regulation what they're going to do? They're going to massively drive up the cost of fuel. Now, who's going to pay for that? You're going to pay for that. You realize with what's proposed in this 110-page Biden-Sanders manifesto, the cost of a gallon of gasoline could go up three times what it is today. Three times. So depending on the nature of your engine and your car and so forth or where you live, let's just pretend it's $2.20 a gallon. That's a pretty good guess for regular, where I live. You're going to be paying 6 to $7 a gallon. And that's not just you. That will reverberate across the economy. Much of your clothing involves fossil fuels. Your shoe wear, as an example, your sneakers, but, but coats, shirts. 
when you build a house, virtually everything has some element of fuel in it. Whether you use tiles, uh, the, uh, the roof. Just think about the costs. that are, All these cost drivers are going to be kicking in and pushing the expenses while you're trying to hang on to your job. But the economy is not expanding. The government's expanding. The government's expanding through taxation and through regulation. And they're going to continue to, to let the class warriors out there believe. They're going to continue to let the class warriors out there believe. This is all about the rich people. All right, we have Eddie in Santa Rosa, California, the great KSFO. And you want to vote for Biden. Why exactly, sir? You know, uh, Mark, to restore the decency and leadership, not only domestically, but internationally, I think that Joe can bring us all together. I'm just upset, Mark, that we probably can't even have just a good spirited dialogue. I was golfing with three Republicans. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. I don't care about that. I, w- I want to go back to what you said. Joe will bring us together and bring decency back, you said. Yes. What, what does that mean? Leadership. What, what does that, that mean? Means, it, it means right now that we're just wandering. In the no, no, I, I, I got that. What does that mean specifically? What is Joe going to do to bring the country together and bring leadership in the country? I think, Mark, you can see it in his leadership style, how it brings people together. Okay, what's Joe going to do? He's going to destroy the economy. Have you read the 110 pages? I have not read the 110 Okay, so when you're massively increasing taxes on a part of the population, when you're getting rid of the filibuster rule in order to ram through your agenda, when you're taking 160 million people potentially off their private health care, when you won't allow inner-city kids to go to schools of their choice, when you're taking jobs away from blue-collar workers by having open borders, when you're massively increasing taxes across the board, I, I don't understand this unit. What are you talking about? You say a lot of this stuff religiously. When, I don't say don't anything religiously, pal. You're ignorant. You don't want to know about Joe Biden. It's a 110-page document. Have you read it? Yes or no, Eddie? I, I, I've not read it. And well, I, why not? Guys, to hear the side of the Why haven't you read it? I have not read it, Mark. I have not. Had I'm it. asking you a question. You're golfing with three Republican buddies. Why haven't you read it? They're telling you what they want to do. You're going to give me your platitude. You know, I kind of feel good. He's a leader. He's. Di- Why haven't you read it, Eddie? With the talking points that you read. I'm not using talking points. It's in their document, Eddie. This is what I've always said. They're morons. We're actually reading this stuff. You haven't read a damn thing. Get off the phone, you idiot. I couldn't help it, folks. I lost my temper right away. Because all he's full of is S. Eh, We need decency. We need leadership. You know, he sounds like uh, one of these media types. And I'm using talking points. Whose talking points am I using, Mr. Producer? Does the RNC even bother sending us anything? No! I hate the rhinos. I'm here three hours a day for 20 years. Talking points? What a joke. See this guy, Eddie? I even went through some of the stuff that they intend to do. And Eddie calls them talking points. They're not my talking points. That's their agenda. Linda, Los Angeles, California. KRLA, 870 The Answer. How are you? 
Oh, fine. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I have to vote for Biden and Harris because I just detest Trump. And you as a dog lover should be concerned that Trump has e- either done so or wants to open the Alaskan wildlife refuge where animals are protected. He has opened lands to hunters. And for some reason, you don't care about hunting. You Lin- wouldn't have Linda, won- Linda, Linda. What do dogs have to do with hunting? What do you eat for dinner, Linda? Pay attention. We're going to try and have a conversation. It's hard for libs. I get it. What do you eat? Sweetheart. What do you eat? Well, guess what? Some of that food has to be killed. Do you eat? No, because yes. Do you eat hamburgers? Do you eat hot dogs? Do you eat steak? Yes or no? I just bought my dog hamburgers at Jack in the Box. Wow. So you support killing cattle. For my dog. Oh, for your dog. That makes it okay. What do you eat? But you didn't let me finish. I ate coleslaw, cheese, and bread, and a tangerine. Oh, wow. But that's irrelevant. You don't want to be... uh, I don't mind hunters if they they conduct themselves in the right way. I understand hunting. I understand thinning the herds. A deer is not a dog. Do you understand the difference? No, I guess you don't. Now, what was no. the other argument you made that you that that, that okay. you love about Biden? Well, that he that that. He, By the well, way, Biden know, needs Biden. me too. Did you know that? Yes, but okay. You oh, know Biden needs think. me too. Did you know that? Call. In fact, the Bidens—they all eat meat, from what I understand. Now, what do you think? Call. By the what way, do by the way, do you have a car? Yes. Well, you know what you put in a car? What gasoline? Yeah. Where does that come from? But you don't let anybody finish. I just, said, where does it come from? Well, I guess the the land. Really? So you have to drill for it, I guess. I'm not. An, I'm an entertainer. I'm not an expert on oil. Oh, I just uh, ma'am, you don't have to be an expert. That's third grade stuff. You get oil from the ground. I Include, think pay attention. Include, I'm talking slowly so you can hear slowly. A lot of the oil is in Alaska, and it's done very cleanly we need oil pipelines to move the oil or we have trucks that move it and they pollute too and so in order to have an advanced society so we can feed and clothe our liberal friends we have to have fossil fuels tell me will solar panels provide you with energy for your car why don't you let me finish you want to talk over i'll give you 30 seconds 30 seconds go Okay, I think Trump, Trump is despicable. He's a liar. And All right, goodbye. You're an idiot. You're not going to get on here and just start defaming the president of the United States. You don't want to engage. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm doing this for a reason. I'm doing it for a reason. And I'll explain it in a second. Ethan, Wichita, Kansas, XM Satellite. Why should we all vote for Biden? Because Trump is... A- hey, pal! I said, why should we vote? Try to explain why we should vote for Biden without mentioning Trump's name. Go. So the thing about Biden is I agree with you in a lot of ways. Uh, You know, I would say, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of of, uh, taxing uh, people in the lower tax brackets too much. I want small business owners to have, you know, a fair chance. And you know who's uh, you know who's raising the taxes when they uh, when they give corporate tax breaks to multimillionaires? Republicans. Trump. It must be Trump. Well, tell me what corporate tax breaks did Trump give to corporations? Go I'm ahead. not mentioning Trump's name. I'm just answer my question. 
Republican what corporate tax? Pay attention. I'm educating you. What corporate tax breaks did Trump give? So, oh, what corporate tax breaks did Trump give? So now you're the one talking about. I'll tell you what. The, the tax breaks that you just passed. Yeah. What? What did they do? They gave uh, uh, upwards of $20 million, $20 million in tax breaks. No, no, no. What he did is he lowered the capital gains tax. Now, what is the ca- who pays the capital gains tax? Another way of saying, another right, way of pa- saying. Ethan, Ethan, you're losing it. Will you pay attention? Buddy, who pa- who buddy. pays? Pay attention. Who pays the capital gains tax? Giving a tax break. Hey, idiot. So who cap- pays the capital gains tax? You do. The right, consumer. Yeah. Got it? Goodbye. Let's try again, shall we? Frank, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the great WTRW. This is the home of, of Joe Biden. I think he was five years old when they moved from Scranton. I've been in Scranton longer than Joe Biden has. Frank, how may I help you? No, 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 no. He was one and a half when he left. One and a half, but I'm nevertheless, sorry. nevertheless, yeah, yes. he's not going to forget this town. No, he's That's a Scrantonian. That. He says it over and over again. He's a Scrantonian. He's not going to forget us, and that's why I'm And how do you know that, by the way? Because he said it. Ah, he said it. And what is it that you don't want... What is it... Hold on. What is it that you don't want him to forget about Scranton, Pennsylvania? It's 45 years. He does not lie. Are you out of your mind? I've got clip after clip after clip of this guy lied coming out of the womb. This guy lied about his grades. He's plagiarized other... Are you out of your mind? That's big media. It's what? Joe, but that's fake. David Muir was right. That's it, fake. It's fake media that Joe Biden lies all the time? Never lied. Never. He's never. He's going to take care of Pennsylvania? No, he's not. What's he going to do? He's going to kill frack. What is, okay, let's say, what is Joe Biden going to do for Pennsylvania? I'm a Pennsylvanian, as you know. What's he going to do for Pennsylvania? going to bring jobs back. No, he's. Well, come on, pal. Can't you do better than that? Bring jobs back from where? By raising taxes on American... Yeah, he hung up. By raising... Listen, listen to their logic. Joe's going to bring taxes by... Ma- uh, jobs back by massively increasing taxes on American corporations. Now, who does that benefit, ladies and gentlemen? Foreign corporations? China? China's not massively doing anything to their corporations. So Joe Biden is going to hurt our smokestack industries with his radical kook environmental agenda. He's going to massively increase regulations and taxes on American businesses and companies, making it much more difficult for them to compete. And who's going to benefit? The Chinese government and the Democrat Party. We'll take some more questions. So are you convinced to vote for Joe Biden yet, ladies and gentlemen, based on many of his supporters? If you support Joe Biden, we want to know why we should vote for him, too. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. So far, we have a guy who calls, who's playing golf with three Republicans who had no specifics and didn't want to know anything. We had another guy who called who kind of thinks Biden is bad on taxes and then quickly moves into class warfare. Uh, And then we have a woman who calls who doesn't believe in drilling in Alaska and hunting. And yet she drives a car and her dog eats hamburger meat. And last time I checked, Biden uses fossil fuel-related transportation. And he eats meat too. So you Biden supporters, we're we're very interested in hearing from him. And now, if you want to tax the hell out of American businesses, here's what's going to happen. Farm businesses are going to beat them in competition. American businesses are not going to be able to invest in R&D, capital improvements. They're not going to be able to hire more people. In fact, they're going to fire more people. And that's particularly the case when you're in the middle of a pandemic. So massive tax increases, massive regulation, fuel shortages, brownouts, blackouts, and so forth. That doesn't sound like a people-positive agenda to me. But I could be wrong, of course. ever talk back to your radio then you must be listening to Mark Levin. Pick up the phone and call 877-381-3811 Alright, let me try this another way Cal Bend, Oregon Wonderful place, Sirius Satellite How are you, Cal? I'm good, how are you? Very well, so tell us why you like Biden um, I like Biden for his uh, role in the uh, environment mostly And what's his role? Um, he supports the Green New Deal, and he supports moving away from fossil fuels. All right. May I ask you a few questions? Can we keep this as a rational discussion? I'd like to. Do you, ha- do you have an automobile? Yeah, I do. Why? Because I live in a society where fossil fuels are still the main dominant source of energy. Well, what would replace it? Um, well, ideally, we would move over time. I think that's where you keep on missing it. Over time to an electrical grid based off of renewable energy. Okay, two things about that. I'm not missing anything. They say this is going to be done in 10 years. That's not going to be done in 10 years, is it, Cal? No, they don't say it's going to be done in 10 years. Uh, did you read the 110-page document? Yeah, that's a goal. That's not what's Sir, why, why? You have not read the 110-page document. No, but I don't think I have to. Okay, but I think you do, because you're projecting. Okay. But, let, but let's play along. Mm-hmm. Renewable. So... All fossil fuel would be replaced with renewable what? Solar, nuclear, I don't know about what? If all fossil fuels will ever be replaced, but we need to move towards a, a less fossil fuel. Okay, tell me what we would move towards. Solar, wind, geothermal, uh, tidal power. I mean, there's there's tidal power. You mean oceans? Yeah. And how would we do that? I mean, what do you want the science? There is no science yet. We don't know how of to do there that. Is. 
We don't know how to do that yet. Okay. Do you think that humans are capable of learning how to do that? Okay. See, see, we, we keep moving. Of course there is. Now, do I think humans are capable? I think over time, the economy evolves. That's the great nature of capitalism. It's not because of government. Let me ask you a couple more questions. You have a computer? Yep. You have a car? You have a house? Uh, yeah. I assume, I, don't you don't, house. I assume you don't roam around naked? Uh, sometimes. Well, you know what I mean. Now, most sure. everything I've just mentioned has a massive amount of fuel in it. Yeah, you're exactly right. And you think that can all be replaced if we use solar and so forth to, 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 impa- to power an electrical grid? I don't know if it can all be replaced, but I do know that our dependence on fossil fuel is, is bad. I, I forget about that. I know. And I, and I would love, uh, rather than to have water rain, I'd love it to be lollipops. But I want to finish with you for a second. So where do you think all this ingenuity is going to come from? scientists and researchers all over the world. What do you mean? That's what capitalism is for. No, 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 no. Capitalism is about the market. Capitalism isn't about the government telling people you must do this. Capitalism is about a a market system, a competition. Let me ask you this. If what you say is possible, then why isn't it happening in Canada? What what isn't happening in Canada? What did you just say? Why aren't they, why why aren't they almost fossil fuel free or mostly fossil fuel free? I mean, or many, why many pick Canada? I'll pick Earth. Germany. I'll pick all these countries. Why is that? Yeah, we're we're moving towards that as we speak. No, no, no. And you're not answering my question. These are centralized, mostly socialist economies, and I'm asking you why they aren't far more advanced in this area than we are. I mean, in a lot of ways, uh, Canada is more advanced than us. No, they're not. Renewable energy. Canada relies on fossil fuels more than we do. As a matter of fact, they're floating on oil in Canada. Yeah, I know, but that's the problem. We cannot afford to take all of that oil out of the ground. We're not. Well, first of all, we can afford to take it out of the ground. It's cheaper now than ever before, and it's no, cleaner no, to do it. The What's that? Hidden effects on the environment. The hidden effects. Yes. Like what? Like global warming, which you don't. Like global warming. Yeah. No, there may well be global warming, but I don't think we have a damn thing to do with it. You've heard of the sun, right? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's, cool, it's a little right? bit more powerful than whether we drill oil wells. Sure, but, you do realize, though, that the greenhouse effect is caused by the sun? You do realize without the greenhouse effect, we're dead? Yeah, of course, but there's a limit You, to you that, do right? realize it's called the atmosphere, right? Yeah, of course, but there's a limit to that, right? Why? Like What's the, the greenhouse? What, what, is, what is greenhouse effect? What, is, what are the elements of the greenhouse effect? I mean, what's the biggest element? One, but CO2. Oh, okay, but, but what's the biggest element? That would be uh, nitrogen. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it is. Water. <laughs> no, there's 70% nitrogen in the, in the atmosphere. The biggest element, you talked about the greenhouse effect, right? The biggest element in the greenhouse element, right? effect is condensation. You do realize water is not an element. Well, why, don't, why don't you pay attention? I'm educating you. Now, let's, take, let's talk about carbon dioxide. What percentage of carbon dioxide is in the atmosphere? Uh, we don't measure it in percentage. There's about 450 parts per million. Yeah, but that, that's a percentage. And let me tell you something. There well, was sure, a great geo- There was. <laughs> you don't want to want to talk. You want to show everybody how smart you are. And, now, and you're showing everybody the opposite. Look, let me, let me, let me, let me explain something to you. I'll give you an example that's very understandable. And I've used this before. There's a stadium with 10,000 seats. And that's, and that's the greenhouse and let me ask you, how many of those seats are carbon dioxide? 
a few, but enough to affect it. I mean, Four. That's like saying, Four. That's like saying, hey, there's five people in a crowd of 100. No, no, it's 000. not. It's not because we've had the greenhouse effect since the beginning of man. And many believe it was much, much worse, quote unquote, than it is today because of the movement of the earth around the sun, because of the nature of the diner, whatever the reason is. We know very little about this, but we also know this. Man contributes a tiny, infinitesimal part to it. No, we Because Mother Nature is a hell of a lot bigger and more powerful than we are with our automobiles. ...into the atmosphere than any other natural cause combined. Say that again? We put in more CO2 no, we don't. the atmosphere... No, we don't. And look, I, I don't have to- a ton of time for this. That's, a, that's an absolute falsehood. The sun does more damage, quote-unquote, to our atmosphere than a thousand Americas. Than a thousand Americas. And depending on how the sun behaves, and we have no control over that, obviously, it could destroy the face of the earth. Yeah, so could climate change, bud. Climate change, it's not that we disagree about the potential that exists with climate change, because the climate does change. It's who's responsible. Right, and and I just told you that humans put in more CO2. And I just told you you're full of crap. Yeah, but you're you're wrong, and I encourage your listeners to look that up. Look it up, folks. Thank you for your call. I'm 100% right, and I've written about this as well. We have such a minuscule impact on the climate. Minuscule impact on the climate. If we could control the climate, don't you think we would, ladies and gentlemen? But I can't, I can't win a debate with the, uh, I don't even want to, with, with the witch doctors, if you will. I can't, I can't win a debate with the, uh, with the ideologues. Because that's their religion. It's not my religion. Carbon dioxide. In fact, we've had experts on this program, on my TV shows too. They've talked about how the level of carbon dioxide actually, it's maybe tipped up a little or tipped down a little bit, but nothing significant. Let's go to Floyd. Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go ahead, Floyd. Why would you vote for Joe Biden? It's Cloyd. It's what now? Cloyd. Cloyd, I'm sorry. Okay. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. It's, first of all, it's really hard at home because my South American immigrant wife thinks Trump walks on water. So I'm really, uh, uh, it's hard. But um, it's not so much I'm a Biden fan. Uh, does, he wa- does he walk on clean water or polluted water? <laughs> she thinks he can do no wrong. All right. Go ahead, Cloyd. Uh, Anyway, I'm not so much a Biden fan because uh, he was not my first choice. I am just basically a uh, uh, slighted, disgruntled um, Bernie Sanders supporter. And I really feel that... Um, okay, I'm running out. What, do you, what is it that you like about BS? Um, that uh, all the free stuff that he can do, like the free Medicare and the... But I don't uh, want to give you free stuff. I know, but is this going to be? I, I, I don't want to be your servant. I don't want to work for you. But also, there's another thing too. Hold on, I now. Pay attention. I'm going to walk through. Why should I work and pay for your free stuff? Maybe free was the wrong word, but I mean, but the, no, but that's the, what you meant. I'm asking you a question. Why should I be your indentured servant? Why should I work and my money, some of it, go to you rather than my own family? Right, but some of the stuff that I work for, too, will go to, go to the Trust whole Trust me, I don't take anything from you. I'm, I'm a net giver by 
I can't even tell you how much. But that's not what you're interested in. You said you want free stuff. So you don't want to give up your stuff. You want somebody else to give up their stuff, right? Like the rich or whatever it is. But everybody to contribute more is what it is. But how much more should we contribute? I don't, that, I don't, that I don't know. And that's but, but when you say contribute more, let me ask you something. If I don't work for the government and I don't receive anything for the government, but I create and invent things, maybe an assembly line or whatever, maybe I'm making more of these masks for people or ventilators for people or whatever I'm making, automobiles and so forth, aren't I contributing? Uh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Aren't I, aren't I contributing more than writing a check to Washington, D.C., where passes through layers of the bureaucracy and politicians decide where my money should go to reward their constituent groups or, or, to, or to pay for their theoretical uh, uh, nirvana and so forth and so on. I mean, isn't where the rubber hits the road, where I go into a store and buy something or somebody opens a store and sells me something, isn't that where the hiring goes on, the inventiveness goes on, the, the creativity, the productivity? Isn't that where it takes place, we the people? Yeah, I know. I see this. You know, I work for like a European company, and I just see the differences of the safety net that they have over there that compared to what Sir, we have a safety net that's so big, it's devouring the nation. I don't think it's enough. I really don't. I know, I know but you've said that, but I'm trying to walk you through this. Sure, sure, sure. In, in order sure, to sure. create jobs, in order to create businesses, in order to create prosperity, the government can't do that. And by the way, who is it in the government exactly that does that? Which department is it? Yeah, you know, I, honestly, you know, it's, like, it's like driving a car. I don't know all the inner workings of how the But of course, works. but somebody else does, the people who make the car. You see, it's easy to tax things and regulate things. Any moron can do that. Any semi-intelligent human being can do that. But, I, but think this through a second. I'm really trying to get through to you. We have a bureaucracy full of people. They aren't there based on merit. They're based on seniority. They're public sector unions. We don't know who they are. We don't know what their expertise is. We don't know what their background is. We know they push a lot of papers. We know they make a lot of money. We know they get pensions and health care and this, that, and the other. You have no idea what these departments and agencies do other than regulate and tax people and tell people what to do. And you want to empower that. That's the other thing I don't understand about Bernie Sanders supporters. You keep fighting the system, right? You are the system, and you want to make it even bigger. Yeah, I just, I, I, I compare it, as I said, I compare it to what I see in my But don't compare it to Europe. I don't care about Europe. Europe sent us communism. Europe sent us fascism. Europe has sent us all kinds of crap. We're America for a reason. Mm-hmm. I know, and I'm just hoping it could be a little better in some ways. As but I, it, can, it, can, it can be better. I'm going to tell you a little secret. You know what I pay in taxes? percentage I pay, just 55%. 55%. State, local, and I said 55%. Wow, okay. I don't hide my money overseas. I don't play games. It is strictly earned, put in the bank or wherever it's put, stock market or whatever, that's it. But on the paycheck I receive, that's it, right off the top. You think I should pay more? You know what no, I'm going to do? No, I, I'm going to work less. I don't need this. And then all these people who rely on me for jobs, over 300 radio stations, I've got advertisers, I've got all this stuff. The government can't replicate this. No, they can't, but they could maybe take your 55% and do it better than they're doing it now. And who's going to do that? Bernie Sanders. You, no, Bernie Sanders is not. Bernie Sanders never run a hot dog stand. 
Yeah. You see, you see, theory is what entices you. Theory. We can do a better job. You know what that is? That's a bumper sticker. Where are they going to do? You ever go to the DMV? Where do you live? New York. Have you ever gone to the DMV in New York? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't recently because they're closed. But yeah, I know. But is that efficient? It's more efficient than it used to be. It used to be a disarray. That's not the test. What's that? That's not the test. That it's more efficient than it used to be. What the hell is it? Um, better, I guess. That's a good I, I, Floyd, I really, can I send you a book, Floyd? Sure. You, I wrote it. You promise you'll read it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you, it's kind of a mid-level book. But I think I think in, in, you're a young guy, right? What? How old are you? No, fifty-four. Whoa, you sound whoa! You sound like you're like twenty-eight. No, I'm just immature. Do you want a you want a more complicated book or a more basic book? Whatever you think makes sense, I will listen. And my wife will probably read it before I do because she's a no, no. But I want you to read it, or maybe she'll read it to you. I'm yeah. going to send you plunder and deceit. Okay. Okay. Mr. Producer, get Floyd's address. I like Floyd. He doesn't come on here like a jackass. He wants to have a discussion. That's a good thing, Floyd. All right. We'll be right back. Wow, more than... Two dozen former Republican lawmakers are voting for Biden. More than two dozen? Oh, yeah, like Jeff Flake announced. Anybody remember Jeff Flake? This is how they get national exposure on television. Jeff Flake. Nobody even knows what, who cares? But here's the little secret. Millions of Democrats voted for Donald Trump, Mr. Producer. Are you aware of this? Millions of blue-collar Democrats voted for Donald Trump. And the best the media can do, you know what, more than two dozen Republican, uh, former Republican elected officials, you know, like Kasich and, uh, and, uh, and Jeff Flake and, uh, you know, people of that high, high quality and substance. Whitmer and Whitman and, yes, Jeff Flake, they're, they're, they're voting for Joe Biden. Well, then we all must get, so are you now going to vote for Joe Biden? It's all a sham. It's a pseudo event. It's a fraud. Nobody's following Jeff Flake or Kasich or Whitman anywhere. In fact, most of us can't stand them. And all they've done is expose themselves as who we've said they've been for years. Romney's not sure who he's voting for. Yes, it's true. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the Genesel summer blowout sale is only for two more weeks. You can get a $30 instant coupon which is applied automatically to you, to you online or a phone order. So your online order or your phone order. Now, it's that easy. Just go to Genesel.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, or call their toll-free line, 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Listen to what Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama, and I love Huntsville. Listen to what she had to say about Genesel. Oh my God, I love this product. I saw a difference the second time I used it and recommend to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. My daughter even told me I look younger than last week. Now it's your turn, folks, to look years and even decades younger, just like Beverly. 
Now, here's the kicker. Results are guaranteed, or you simply get 100% of your money back. It's that easy. So please give them a try. And for results in minutes, the Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. Get double your order free, plus a surprise luxury gift at checkout. Call 800-SKIN-604 or visit Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. 800-SKIN-604. Oh, by the way, to that expert on uh, climate change, carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. And ladies and gentlemen, you know what happens without carbon dioxide? We die. Many of you who have finished the third grade and obviously aren't on the left, you've heard of osmosis. Have you heard of that, Mr. Producer? We breathe in oxygen, we breathe out carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is oxygen to plants because they create the oxygen that we breathe. It's called nature's cycle. But I would like to ask all the leftists, all the climate change purists, you know that mask you're wearing? When you breathe out your carbon dioxide, what happens to a lot of it? Oh my God, you're inhaling it. Oh my God. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, do you notice not one of the callers supporting Joe Biden? We're done with it, Mr. Call Screener. The experiment is over. Not one of them said, I want to vote for Joe Biden because he'll create jobs. I want to vote for Joe Biden because he'll put down the rioting and the arson and the looting in our streets. I want to vote for Joe Biden because he'll secure the border. He'll support law and order. He'll increase our liberty. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? Most of the people going to vote for Joe Biden do not embrace American principles. Or, unwittingly, they don't embrace American principles. One guy calls, he wants free stuff. That's what he says. Another guy's playing golf with three other buddies, and he just wants more decency and leadership. So I guess a guy hanging out in his basement demonstrates decency and leadership, but he doesn't bring up Tara Reid or Robert Bork or Clarence Thomas, other examples where Joe Biden was a vicious character assassin. Another guy calls up, he's a climate change and idol worshiper. Thinks man has more to do with the atmosphere than the sun. This is what we're up against, the flat earthers. 
I asked each and every one of them. They read the 110-page report. Three out of four said no. One lied. Was caught in his lie, but nonetheless. It's just very matter-of-fact, isn't it? Where you and I see the threats. These are the Joe Biden supporters. Not one of them said, you know, he's smarter than Trump. Because that's obviously not the case. Not one of them said, because I want my taxes raised. Because they figure somebody else's taxes are going to be raised. And so this apparently is the Biden support. Or they just hate Trump. The Democrats do this with every Republican, though. People don't remember the way they treated Reagan. They tried to build hate for Reagan. Same stuff. Reagan's a racist. He's a xenophobe. He's a misogynist. You know, we got all this. The reason Reagan appointed Sandra Day O'Connor to the court is because he was being called misogynistic. He didn't believe in women's rights. It's the same game plan every time. Every time. Except now they have a media behind them like never before. Like never before. But do these people really represent so many other people who are out there? There's a piece in the Wall Street Journal from the other day. Push to defund the police faces headwinds in some poor black neighborhoods. Three days after his 29-year-old son was shot and killed, Keith Harris joined a group of residents who clashed with the protesters during a demonstration outside the Chicago Police Department's 7th District Station in, in the Englewood neighborhood. The turbulent confrontation last week pitted demonstrators seeking to defund the police against crime-weary residents who say they want the department to better serve them. I don't see how defunding the police is going to help anything in Englewood, said Mr. Harris. You had something take place in Kenosha. Or a long-time hoodlum, as it turns out. Sex offender, others, other things. Uh, resisted police arrest. All we see is this very short clip. He walks around the passenger side of his car, walks into the driver's side of his car. He's brushing off the cops who have their guns out. And he reaches into his car, going into his car, and then all you hear are shots. We're told seven shots. He didn't die. He's expected to live. And so they're riding in this little town of Kenosha, which is what, 120,000 people or so? Destroying businesses, I mean destroying them, destroying a museum, destroying a library, I'm looking at the list here, a car dealership was burned to the ground, lots of looting, and arson. So all these innocent shop owners, all these innocent people, their families are being destroyed, their livelihoods are being destroyed. And automatically, Joe Biden comes out, Kamala Harris comes out, the governor of Wisconsin comes out and trashes the cops. Now, I don't know what went on here. None of us know what went on here. None of us. The guy's going into his car. For all they know, he's trying to grab a gun because apparently some of the arrests he has in the past was the use of a weapon. I mean, just as a rational matter, if some guy who has a record is resisting arrest, I don't even mean physically, just pushing the cop away, going into the car... 
for all they know, he's going in there to get a handgun. Now, again, I don't have all the facts. I'm just giving a contrary possibility. So the cops just put seven bullets in him, and we're told he was shot in the back because they want to execute a black man. And I don't believe that for two seconds. Certainly not with all the, 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 the attention. They know it's going to get. And so the reaction now is destroy, riot, don't even know the facts. It doesn't matter. And let's be perfectly honest. If a white guy was shot like that, nobody would give a, give a crap. Nobody would even pay any attention. They wouldn't pay attention. So why is it assumed that the cops were wrong here when we don't have all the facts? Why is it assumed the cops are wrong? We don't know. And why do the, 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 the top leadership of the Democrat Party jump in immediately, trash the cops, and then try to use it to exploit and attack the President of the United States? I mean, is this really sensible, rational? It's demagoguery. It's demagoguery. It's a little town, this Kenosha, Wisconsin. The people whose, whose businesses were destroyed, or the people who work at the library and the museum which were destroyed, they have the foggiest idea what took place. They were not involved in anything. Well, we've got to teach society a lesson. And what's the lesson? We don't even have all the facts. It's almost any excuse for a riot, any excuse for arson, any excuse for looting. You're going to get backed by the media, and you're going to get backed by the Democrat leadership, you're going to get backed by the Democrat governors of these states. Can't we get the facts? And then we'll know who to blame for what? But no, apparently, we're not. And what I'm telling you is, if Biden's elected, and Harris is the vice president, and they control both parts of the House House and the Senate, that is Congress, this kind of conduct and behavior, this violent mob reaction, is going to spread. It's going to spread. Because Biden and Harris don't even talk about this stuff. They didn't even discuss this stuff at their convention. It's really appalling. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us. 
we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. We have a really cool reporter who's going to report to us from the Republican National Convention. Well, he's not really a reporter. He's the Republican leader in the House. Kevin McCarthy, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Mark. How are you? Good. You'd be the best reporter we ever had on here. Reporters aren't really reporters anymore, you know. No, but, you know, so I was with the president today. And did you listen to his uh, press conference the other day? He walks into the reporters and he says, I hope you had a good time at your convention. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that. That's hilarious. Oh, no, it was so good because we're going on. So I was in North Carolina today. I'm actually the uh, chair of the convention, and what we did with the delegates were so different than the Democrats. Our our nominees actually showed up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They came to where the delegates are. The delegates nominated President Trump and, and Vice President Mike Pence, and we signed the paperwork going off to all the states, and uh, the president will accept the nomination on Thursday. But what difference does it make? The, no- the nominee actually mm-hmm. comes um, and accepts it and talks about what he's going to do for the next four years. Kevin, can I just say this to you? And I, yeah. I want you to go up. This, this is really... I, I, I mean, we talk about it, but people need to know the man is not campaigning. And he wants to be president of the United States. And you go in grocery stores, people are working hard for minimum wage. You go into a restaurant, you go to a hotel. You go, people are making the country where 90% of the people are employed. And the president of the United States, he shows no example. He has uh, no faith in the American people. He doesn't want to be questioning Kevin McCarthy about that 110-page manifesto, which is outrageous that they've put it. Is he going to get away with this? He can't. I mean, the American people have got to sit down. And if you're going to make a vote that someone's going to lead you for the next four years, will they leave their house? What are they going to do? Barack Obama says there's no difference between he and Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. that Joe Biden is the same as Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is a registered, registered socialist. It's amazing. Bernie Sanders says Joe Biden's going to be the most progressive person. But what's even worse, Mark, remember what they did to us in the last election. Remember when they went out and they called us deplorables. They called you, me, your listeners. But what do they do now? Now Nancy Pelosi thinks we're domestic enemies. That we are domestic enemies because we believe in our philosophy of limited government. That we believe in the individual. That we believe that you should actually work to become president. That if you're in Congress, you should actually show up to work. Do you realize that 68 Democrats didn't even show up Saturday? All right, hold on, hold on there. I want people to really understand this. 68 Democrats. So they're really in the minority, but she changed the rules where... Certain Democrats have proxies. From, we've talked about this with you. Other, other Democrats, so they all don't have to show up. They don't show, but remember what Nancy did. It wasn't showing up for this extraordinary time because we were going to deal with COVID or unemployment or small businesses um, or helping with the schools with their um, PPE. No, no, no. We were going to show up for a post office. She mm-hmm. said the post office is going to run out of money. You, you listen to Mrs. Goldway, who is a Democrat, commissioner for 18 years, appointed by Bill Clinton. She 
said, no, no, that's all a hoax. The post office can handle all of this. They have $14 billion in the bank and another $10 billion line of credit that we already gave them in the CARES Act. They have more money now to go on way into the next year. But Pelosi said, no, everybody's got to be back. This is an extraordinary time. We have to go back. One-third of all the Democrats didn't even show. Like their boss, like, like Biden. Exactly. They're taking the lead of who they're, who they're following. You don't need to show up. You'll still get paid. But every other American, you have to show up to work. It's just like the mayor of Chicago. She's going to protect her street, but nowhere else in the city is it going to be protected. Shocking. Shocking. And I'll tell you what, Kevin McCarthy, they want mail-in voting in all these states because they know these states aren't prepared for mail-in voting. And they'll blame Trump and the post office if they lose. And they'll and they'll accuse Trump of using the post. Uh, excuse me. And they'll accuse Trump of not wanting to remove to leave the White House if they win. So they they figure they'll win it both ways. Exactly. But the post office has none of the problem. If if everybody voted by mail, that's only three quarters of what the post office delivers. They can totally handle it. The problem is exactly what you said. It's the election office, and we've watched it time and time again. They can't handle it. They'll reject the votes. Mm-hmm. And so this is the problem on Election Day, and the president's exactly right. We could have a significant constitutional crisis. If we have Florida in 20 states, and we're not even talking about chads here. We're talking about dates. Did it come in time? Was it stamped on time? Was it filled in on time? All these local judges making all these decisions, they are undermining our electoral system, and then they're blaming Trump. Exactly. But remember, what, you had four days of their convention. What do we know that they're for? Well, they're for defunding the police, they hate the president, and they're going to raise your taxes. That's their agenda. I guess you wouldn't want to come out of your house if that's what you're <laughs> Now, wait a minute. I believe he does move from room to room, though. I've heard this. This is a rumor. <laughs> but you know what? You can't do too many rooms in one day. No, that's You've right. got to face yourself. But to, honest You've to God. you got to listen to the experts. But the experts tell you you should go back to school. You shouldn't shut yes. government down. But he's going to shut all of business down again. Now, this is a very, very important point, because I think he said something he intends, but he didn't mean to make public. He said that if the experts tell him he will shut down the country. Now, which expert? I mean, this is a So if one bureaucrat at NIH or HHS or even Dr. Fauci tells him to shut down the country... He's going to shut down the country. Imagine all the people who die, who won't have the, have the, have the prescriptions they need, all the people out of work. Are, are, are Republicans going to talk this point up? We are, because it's exactly the words he said. And what, what experts he's going to listen to? Because Dr. Fauci says you shouldn't shut, the, shouldn't shut it down again. So I don't know what he's thinking, because how does he even know anything? Because he's not even getting out of his, getting out of his house. Mm-hmm. He, he had the convention in Wisconsin. He didn't go. We just held the convention in North Carolina. The president and the vice president showed up. When they held their convention, he stayed in his house, and our president went and toured the country. That's what leadership is. You show people example. The same thing that's with our doctors. The same thing with our grocery workers. The same thing with our truck drivers. They're showing up to work. The only people who are not is Joe Biden and the Democrats in Congress. He's showing no leadership, none whatsoever. And as we just said, people are going to work for minimum wage in this country, make sure we have food on the table and clothes on our back and roofs over our head. The country's functioning uh, despite these Democrat governors. 
the president of the United States won't even come out of his house to campaign, and you know, well, we know he can because Trump's doing it. Yeah, Trump can do it. Biden can't. But you know the other thing that's so important? President Trump has been the president, so let's judge him on the job he has done. How many times have you ever sat back with an elected official and you said, you know what, you made all these promises before. Have you kept any of them? Well, Kevin, Kevin, we're going to have you back. I, I, have to, I have to go because of the music. We're going to have you back. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. We've got to win this election, and I want to thank you for what you're doing. All right, All right, Mark. You take care. God bless. Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader in the House. I'm sorry to have to cut him short. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. An unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. You know, uh, one of the powerful distinguishing features to make between the Republicans and the Democrats was just made the opening video of the Republican convention. The president loves America. And we embrace patriotism. Do you know what patriotism is? Patriotism is love of country. That's that simple. You saw no honest patriotism at the Democrat convention. Quite the opposite. It was a hate America rally. Day in and day out, night in and night out. But we love this country. We're not hypocrites. We're not wealthy athletes, wealthy movie stars, wealthy industrialists who then support the undermining and evisceration of the foundations of this nation. In fact, the overwhelming vast majority of you are not wealthy at all. And yet you, despite the lack of material wealth, love this country more than all those I just spoke about. And the president feels exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. And you can tell by the nature of the convention, you can tell about the 
the positive belief in this country. You can tell by the patriotism. President's going to be honoring patriots, veterans, police officers, small business people, people who've overcome so much and experienced the American dream. Let us go to John, Atlanta, Georgia, XM Satellite. John, go right ahead, please. I would like to tell you thank you. <clears throat> Keep up the good fight. And thank for you, the lady sir. that called in and for the lady that called in on feeding her dog hamburger meat, uh, find out from her if they were brought to her by a battery operated truck or an electric train and mail her <laughs> a book of o- from OPEC and maybe she would understand why it's drill, baby drill. You know, the funny and thing is, John, I, I, I'm old enough to remember when the left used to say that capitalism is incapable of creating prosperity for the vast majority of the American people. Now they tell us we're 5% of the population use 20% of the world's resources. In other words, the, the economic system's too successful. These people are anti-us. They're anti-the people. They want to control us while they pretend to represent us. They're the worst of the worst. We are energy independent. This is a magnificent thing that should be celebrated. Celebrated. And yet it's not. All right, John. God bless you, my friend. Mark, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, XM Satellite. Go. Hey there, Mark. It's an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. I listen to you every day. Um, I live just north of Kenosha and just south of Milwaukee. And, you know, it's sad that the Jacob, uh, the Blake here, the black man gentleman that got killed here, was, in, I guess, injured here in Kenosha, the police incident. Um, you know, he wasn't was killed. No, he's, he's going to survive. Okay. There's no, there's no, there was, you know, the black gentleman, the Trump supporter here in Milwaukee, Brunel Tramiel, who was killed back about a month ago. Um, the media here was silent. The governor was silent. And the mayor, Tom Baer, was silent. No outrage from the social justice warriors or NFL players. It's pretty pathetic, pretty sad. And, uh, Do you, you remember know, when that, uh, th- this horrific thing where the neighbor, who was an African-American gentleman, walked up to a five-year-old kid on a bike who was a white kid, put the gun to his head and executed him at point-blank range? I actually don't know. Isn't that amazing you don't know? It it, it happened about a week ago. And the the neighbors, the white neighbors, had had him over for dinner the week before. Mm -hmm. And they knew nothing of this. And the reason you don't know about it is it's only a few news outlets even cover this. Now, can you imagine if the shoe was on the other, were on the other foot? Exactly. You'd know about it and you ought to know about it. Do you know Mm -hmm. the names of the people this weekend who were murdered in New York? Or Chicago. Or, I was going to, Chicago. Do you know their names? I don't. Do you? No. Nobody does. And this is the point, isn't it? Exactly. So you have a guy who's got a criminal record. We don't have all the facts. We have an 8, 9, 10 second video. And that guy represents justice, apparently. We don't even have all the facts. No. Nothing. It's incredible. incredible. All right, Mark. Yeah, go ahead. My brother's a... My brother's a police officer and, um, in the great state of Indiana, and I just want to say that, you know, there's 
more of us out there that love the police, support them, and I've been on a ride along with them, and it's an amazing thing to actually see what they have to deal with every day, and more people should do something like that. I mean, police officers are great people. They yes, they are. They danger and, so, and take care of us. So, uh, you know, props to my brother and all of his fellow officers out there across the country. So, Amen. God bless him. We do that every night on this program, the end of the program. You know what? It was not possible because Fox and others would never let me do this. I would have loved to give a seven, eight, nine-minute speech at the Republican convention. Wouldn't that be great, Mr. Producer? Even though there's almost nobody in the audience, it doesn't matter. Man, oh, Manischewitz. Don't you think that would be cool? But my employment situation prevents it. But man, would that be cool. I'm just saying, just my opinion. Brian Stelter has a... I can give it now, right. Brian Stalter has a book coming out. I'm not going to give you the name. I'm not going to link to it. You actually have a guy with a very small program, very small ratings on CNN on the weekends, who's written an entire book trashing Fox. I might be in it. I have to assume I am trashing Sean Hannity. Now, first of all, let's think this through. His publisher, Simon & Schuster... Two hate Trump books already. Then there's going to be a hate Melania book coming out. And now this book. That's four books. They're my publisher. And you say, Mark, why don't you get out of it? I can't get out of it. I'd like to get out of it. And so we actually have this guy who's trashing one of my employers, the Fox News Channel. It's so bizarre truly bizarre. And you see, Fox is a threat because Fox propaganda. This is a guy who works at CNN. CNN. And I want you to listen to some of this. Cut 13, go. And what we are going to see in the next few days is a truth imbalance. Because if we've learned anything from the Trump years, it's that there's a, a real likelihood, there's a real forecast of lies coming fast and furious from the president and, sadly, from many of his allies. All right, so, so let's stop. This is supposed to be a reporter. Now, this guy has written his book. Jim Acosta wrote another Trump hating. Well, these are Trump haters. These are never Trumpers. He's supposed to be a journalist. This isn't a journalist. You see, they've crossed the Rubicon. They crossed it. And now they're fighting on. He's not going to talk about the outrageous attempt to criminalize politics with the investigation of Trump and his family. He's not going to talk about what Cyrus Vance, the DA of Manhattan, or the Attorney General of New York are trying to do to the President of the United States. He won't talk about the fact that there was no Russia collusion, but that it was used by the media and the Democrat Party and the Obama administration. He's a liar. He's a filthy, no-good, damn liar. And I challenge Brian Stutter to come on this program, not to promote his book, but to debate me. I'm happy to talk about truth and lies. I know your record, you little puke, and I remember what happened when I dug into the FISA issue and your, your pathetic stammering. And I have a lot of questions for you. I really do. I have a lot of questions for you. Go ahead. In these speeches, in these videos, in these events, 
that we are about to witness. So nothing has taken place yet. President's a serial liar. His supporters are liars. The videos and the speeches are going to be filled with lies. He's basically Nancy Pelosi in drag. That's what he is. Or maybe she's Brian Stelter in drag. I can't tell. And that prebubescent voice of his is very off-putting. Look, I know I don't have the most beautiful voice in the world, but compared to him, I'm Frank Sinatra. Go ahead. There's a real difference. There's a real contrast in how much lying and, and, and deception takes place between uh, Trump world and other parts See, of the See, this, this is, the, this is the, the thesis, the hypothesis of his book. So now he's, he's corruptly and unethically using his position as a so-called journalist to promote his book. Look, I'm not a journalist. I don't pretend to be one. God forbid. What a, what a phony profession that's become. Go ahead. I don't think we can paint with too broad a brush here, Democrats versus Republicans, but it's definitely Trump world versus other political leaders. I think it's something called asymmetric lying. I mean, look at this. This is from the DNC, a CNN's fact-checking team led by Daniel Dale. Checked out the DNC speeches. Here's the, the review of the first two nights. See, nice see? It's a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. It's a mouth. He's checking a Democrat, a CNN fact-checking team, checking out the Democrat. They were largely telling the truth. But the Republican convention starting Monday... You know how that's going to be. Ranting and raving and negative and all the rest of it. What a, what a, what a corrupt operation the media are in this country. How they've destroyed our First Amendment. I'll be right back. in. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. This is very, very important. Joe Biden with ABC News yesterday on Trump attacking his mental fitness and so forth. Um, that's not the one I want. Oh, no, no, no. It's cut five, actually. Uh, about shutting down the country. I want you to listen to this. This is very important. Cut five. Go. If you're sworn in come January and we have coronavirus and the flu combining, which many scientists have said is a real possibility, would you be prepared to shut this country down again? 
I would be prepared to do whatever it takes to save lives because we cannot get the country moving until we control the virus. That is the fundamental flaw of this administration's thinking to begin with. In order to keep the country running and moving and the economy growing and people employed, you have to fix the virus. You have to deal with the virus. So if the scientists say, shut it down? I would shut it down. I would listen to the scientists. He would shut down the country. Number one, show me the Constitution where he has that power. Number two, this demonstrates that that's what a number of these governors are all about. They're trying to deliver this country to Joe Biden and empower themselves. But number three, the fact is, you shut down this country, the economic impoverishment will be like this country has never seen before. It'll make the Great Depression look like nothing. Can you imagine going through this again? Number two, we have got to get our schools open at some point here, or we're going to have an entire generation of children who are not properly educated. And we're paying a fortune for these damn schools and their unions and their facilities. Number three, never do they discuss the health consequences of shutting down a country. Shutting down a country. That means more hospital closures, fewer ICU beds, Fewer pharmaceuticals in, uh, available to the public. It means more doctor's appointments missed. More surgeries canceled. Cancer missed, diabetes missed, heart disease missed, strokes missed. It means widespread, ubiquitous mental health issues, which we already know are taking place. And this guy just blithely says, I'll listen to the scientists. I'll shut down the government. You understand, if the President of the United States followed Fauci every step of the way, we'd have more deaths in this country. We'd have more unemployment in this country. So when Joe Biden talks about the economy under Trump, what is he talking about exactly? These are frauds. I want you to think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Your jobs, your way of life, They're going to be attacked by rioters. They're going to be attacked by government taxes and regulations. And they're going to be attacked by a misuse of so-called science. You're never going to have a breather. You're never going to have a chance. And neither are your children. And then what? Rely on more and more Bernie Sanders government? This is the picture that they're painting. This is paint by the numbers. It's not Mark's talking points. It's their talking points. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And I'll see you right here tomorrow. I hope you'll join us. Thank you, my beloved audience, all you patriotic Levinites. God bless each and every one of you. See you tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.